You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday night, getting closer to Tuesday morning to you. I don't care where you're at East Coast, West Coast, down South, Northeast, overseas. You could be in Canada. What's up, Canada? And show, yo, everybody having to deal with this crazy ass weather. I hope you're good. Hope you're safe wherever you're at. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm being joined here by super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's coming to you live from New York City. We've been here for two hours. We got two more hours to go with you. It's halftime. It's been a busy evening. LaMelo Ball broke his ankle on a crossover attempt. No, I'm dead serious. He he tried to cross somebody over, and he broke his ankle. And this wasn't anything vicious. This isn't, oh, my God, be careful if you find it on the Internet. Nah, he just didn't even look like he broke his ankle. He just went to the ground, sat on his behind. He walked. He was walking. It's a fracture, not some type of compound fracture he fractured his ankle and Lamelo's done for the year I'm not a doctor but I'm telling you that basically not too much time left in the season if you're a Hornets fan the season's been done forever LeBron James we learned LeBron after coming back off of the ground on Sunday saying it popped it popped and then he kept on playing and the Lakers won and it looked like he was invincible LeBron James is now out an indefinite amount of time. We have no idea the extent of LeBron's foot injury. We don't know when he will return. The Los Angeles Lakers have a record of 29-32. and And just when you think that they're getting back in it, new team, new players, players that can play defense, LeBron goes down. Let's see if Anthony Davis decides to turn into a a monster or whether he's going to be sitting in the, a wheelchair on the bench. Anthony Davis has been very, uh, very grouchy lately. You ask him about Russell Westbrook on the Clippers. He's just like, I don't know. I'm not on that team. Like, whoa, okay, damn. Why are you not standing up when LeBron breaks the record? He's like, listen, we losing. And so maybe Anthony Davis will find a mean streak. Well, maybe he'll he'll be hurt. So we've talked about 
LeBron's injury and LaMelo Ball being hurt. Carson Wentz got dumped on Monday by the Washington Commanders. We discussed the new pitch clock in Major League Baseball. Yeah, pitch clock is going to be cool until the postseason, right? They'll get used to it. We're going to have some instances where we, we have players bitching and moaning, whining, complaining. We'll have a couple of, of games where the pitch clock will come into play. I'm almost certain of it. It's impossible not to. Postseason, that'll be interesting. A matter of fact, everybody's looking on the bright side. Uh, Aaron Boone of the New York Yankees, the manager of the Yankees, he said that the shorter games because of the pitch clock and the batter having to step into the, the box and stay there, pitcher throwing, Aaron Boone says this is going to be great for the game, especially for the player's health. The benefit for players over the long haul, 162 games where, you know, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, where you're off your feet, you're to the bus quicker, you're in all these things I think are going to hopefully re- be real beneficial for the players and their health. Yeah, who doesn't want to uh, spend less time at work, right? Yeah, I'd sit here for five minutes if they pay me the same amount of money. You damn right I would. You don't mean that. They could hit replay. Shut up. Hit replay <laughs> fifty million times. Why not? Okay, wait. Sorry, I know you weren't asking for this, but I genuinely, I, I get a real feeling you genuinely love this. Love what? Broadcasting for four. I mean, every other, every other show. You're, you, you're begging for more hours. You, you love doing this so much. You wouldn't do it for five minutes. You, you believe me when I say that? I do, yes. I think everyone does. I enjoy. Yeah, I, 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 well, do I enjoy? I enjoy, obviously, I, I enjoy talking. I don't care. I like talking to sports. I like talking. So here's a couple of things. Right. I love talking about sports, yes. I've made a living out of it even before I, I, I got here on radio or started radio in, in 2018. I enjoy traveling, of which I still do. I enjoy people. I enjoy learning. Uh, I enjoy going around the country. So, yeah, I enjoy what I do. I ain't got no complaints. But if I had the option to do it for five minutes, you damn right I would. I, 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 I never knew that. Yeah, why not? No, because I mean, I'm sorry, but the only re- the reason I bring this up is because one of the things I've always really admired about you, and it's something that I always do as well whenever I host is, you talk about making a, uh, a blank canvas every right. single time you are hosting. Yeah. And you and I both know if you you aspire to be – the Leonardo da Vinci's of the world, the, the, the Donatello's, the Michelangelo's. You can't do that in no five minutes. So that's that's why I'm surprised you're taking that position. That's why I'm that's why I'm just trying to uh, understand if that's true well, or not. Thank you for naming great <laughs> artists that were also uh, named as Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just chilling out. I think you did. You missed you missed one. So, what? What do you want me to go? Pa- Pablo Picasso? Van Gogh? No, no, they they weren't. They you were missed the, Turtles, you missed right? you missed one. Uh, well, I I wasn't referencing those because they fought against Shredder. They were they were they saying, were great artists. I know, I right, know. Right. But you missed one. You got to name the other one. Was it Donatello? Donatello. You Le- missed him. Leonardo. Raphael. Was that that's the one I missed? Right. Wait. There's wait 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 wait. wait. There's four. There's four Ninja Turtles. I'm positive. Red, red, purple, green, and what was the other one? Blue. And there was April. April was the Blue. reporter. No 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 no. We ain't talking oh, about the check, about, man. Okay, no. Gotcha. Gotcha. Talking about the specifically. The Ninja Turtles. Hey, man. I love Raphael, yeah. Donatello, Donatello, Michelangelo, 
And who's the other one? Oh, man. Uh-oh. Rah, damn it. They're artists. Oh, my I God. Know, what know, are we doing listen, here? Listen, listen, listen. We're going to get tweets about this no. now. Splinter. Uh, no, that's a rat. I, I understand that, but Splinter to me was the was the was the individual that I always felt like got a bad rep on that on that movie because he was an evil uh, master Splinter. He was a rat. He was like a Jedi rat. He's like the Yoda of rats. Yeah, but no, but he but Shredder was the was the individual that was evil. Oh, Shredder. Shredder was the yeah. It was like the oh, like I'm mixing thug. up. Shre- yeah. I'm mixing up yeah, Shredder yeah. and Splinter. No, I would. <laughs> My bad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't defame Splinter like that on your show, Jr. Well, you you think Shredder was uh, he had a bad reputation? Uh, How did he become Shredder? Wasn't he just an evil bastard? <laughs> <laughs> right, and then he he got scratched on the face, and now he's an even more bad guy. Uh, right, come on, guys, come up. Uh, okay, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Leonardo. So Leonardo, Leonardo, we yeah. forgot Da Vinci. No, oh my God! No, no, I I said that initially. Oh, you did. Okay, I did. Leonardo Da Vinci, yes, sir. But we forgot it about the turtle. Yeah, because I wasn't referencing turtles. I was referencing great artists. Because I, I've I've heard you do numerous interviews where you say every single night you are making a piece of art on a blank canvas. And every well, night not me. Do... I let the the callers do it. Well, it's a collaboration. Yeah, yeah. I show up and I say here. Yeah. It's like finger painting. <laughs> Everybody, put your fingers out and yeah, put something on the board. Yeah. But you can't. But but see, the thing is, but you lose track of time, as do I. Which just ensues and and, and reinforces that you love doing this for four hours. Oh that, yeah, I yeah. do. That's all I'm I saying. do. That's all I'm saying. I, oh, I do. Right. I do. That's that's correct. I could say. Let me. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything else. Yes, I enjoy what I do. Yes. Because uh, yeah, four hours can it can suck, <laughs> or it can feel amazing. Does uh, can I ask you? Do you ever feel like it sucks ever? Like honestly, or do you feel like you know? Not what, for me. Good for you. I love to hear that. Yeah. No, not for me. Um, Splinter was a mutant rat, by the way, so we did have that right. Who was the wise, adoptive, quote unquote, father of the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, because Turtles. they yeah. he he sat in that green stuff. <laughs> he became a giant rat, and then he taught a bunch. Who came up with this? Were they high? <laughs> um, well, they started. Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! Let's, let's, yeah. let's go through this moment. So Kevin, there East, was a rat, yeah. and some turtles in the in the sewer of New York, which is normal. I gotta tell you, it is, and and that's normal. There's somebody. It was an alligator, yeah. right? Somebody dumped an alligator in a pond in, in Brooklyn. Okay, this is normal. Somebody put some uh, radioactive stuff right in the sewer, and the rat touched it, and now the rat is like Yoda, and the rat saves these turtles who are also in this this stuff. And now the rat is te- – where did the rat learn karate? I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, he, but it is called ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu, correct. That was, and I've never heard of that before that. Um, yeah, I've heard of ninjutsu. Yeah, it's it, the art form of whooping ass. That's what it is. There you go. So it, was, it actually started in the mid-1980s. Um, what n- the Ninja Turtles? A year before I was born, yes. But who, whoever was doing this, was high as hell. Well, they were comic. The, the so w- w- the genesis of this was comic Duke comic book authors in Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird are the ones who uh, springboarded all of this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Correct. Yeah, it started as a comic book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it is. 
No, I, I love I love the Ninja Turtles. I love them. They don't they don't get really. I don't know if anyone really talks about them anymore. Unfortunately. No, I think they still they got cartoons and reboots and all this other garbage that I won't watch. I've never seen a, any kind of Ninja Turtle because, reboot. No, this they come on like Nickelodeon cartoon. They do movies for these things now. So I'm looking at the movies that have come out. So the big one was obviously it started in 1990. That was the first one. No, 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 no. They have recent movies from like, they have a whole computer generated cart. They they do this now. Okay. So the last one I'm seeing is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows. Yeah. And that was now seven years ago. So it's yeah, not but like kids it's really still- gained traction. Yeah, but just all of the things from 30 and 40 years ago are back, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, little boys know Sonic. They know there's a Super Mario Brothers movie coming out. Like, all this stuff is back. I didn't know that. Nostalgia, Chef. Nostalgia. You don't, you don't like nostalgia? Um, I, I, like, I like nostalgia if it properly and accurately reflects the greatness of what this franchise once was. I mean, what franchise? Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I mean, the reason why oh, people wow. hated The Godfather 3 is because it crapped on Godfather 2 and Godfather 1. It was such an injustice in the way that was made compared to the first two. Man, I ain't sit through no whole Godfather movie. There's a lot of people that have, though. Yeah, not me. Multiple, multiple how many times. hours? How many hours is that? 15 of my hours it, of my life? No, it's not, it's not, it's not quite gone with the wind. Um, so the Godfather, I gotta, the first one's got to be between it, – it's, it's got to be a total, I would say, between 10 and 12 hours to watch all three. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's a, but but yeah. it, it is, it's not just cinema classic. It is a, it's, it's, it's a cultural – it is truly okay. a cultural phenomenon. I'll, I'll stick with the, uh, the rats playing in the subway. <laughs> You know what? The life took, imitates that, that art. That takes eighty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it was eighty. I think the Ninja, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was at least two hours. The movie. Oh man, no. Okay, hell no. Oh, you know what? I stand corrected. I'm looking at this right now. 90, Eighty-five minutes. Good, good for you, Jay. I don't know how you knew that. Ninety, ninety-three minutes. Yep. Yeah, because most most movies for for kids, like how much time can you you squeeze out of of, of rats and <laughs> and Ninja Turtles doing karate? That's hey, good for the guy who founded yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yep. I'm sure they make plenty of money off of licensing and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, merchandise, they kill it. Kill yeah, it. book bags. and I, I still see kids walking around with this, Ninja Turtle book bags, and, and I don't know what the hell else they be doing. Why are we talking about Ninja Turtles? Oh, well, because you named artists. We're talking about the four artists, and, base, and it's yeah. so funny because you never thought – Four Ninja Turtles would somehow do this widespread popularity where they are people are getting turned on to Italian Renaissance art, and that's what the Ninja Turtles did. I don't know if there was that much of a correlation. <laughs> well, there was. I mean, four. I mean, the, the four Ninja Turtles are named after Italian Renaissance artists. I would. I would say most uh, people don't connect the dots there. I think they might know a little bit, but I, I'd say probably not. Four pretty big ones. E- yeah, yeah, but let's think about the the audience. Like if I'm in the third grade watching Ninja Turtles, am am I thinking about Leonardo da Vinci? Yeah, because you because unless you know, and I'm trying to think back in the day, even Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't really known. I mean, he was in like Basketball Diaries and he was in Growing Pains, but he wasn't the mega you know blockbuster uh, A-lister that he is today. So if you heard the name Leonardo in the early '90s, you're asking your mom, your dad, your guardian, your grandparent, hey, uh, what's this Leonardo from? Where does it derive from? Because nah. you've never heard the name before. Just buy me a toy. I don't give a damn where the name came from. Who cares? JR, kids 
Kids don't stop. care about the origin story. They, they want to know where where do kids want to know where do where do babies come from. That's what kids want. And they want to know, hey, where did Leonardo come from? Kids don't stop asking no, questions. I, listen, I was around kids for the last four months. You and I both know that. You're around kids every. every I'm a little older, but you're around kids every other week, speaking to them. They they in college, man. They not asking me about Leonardo da Vinci. If you're if you're in college, you're still a kid. To me, if you're in college, you're still a kid. You still basically have, for the most part, not not always, but you for the calling most part, undeveloped brains? Are you insulting a good portion of our audience? Here? No, what, what no, what I'm saying is, if you were in college, more likely than not, those funds that allow you to step on campus is being provided for outside of yourself, and so therefore, you're not responsible for most of the resources that you need to survive, which indicates you pretty much are still a child. You're you're, okay. you're a highly evolved child, but if you're in college, you're still a kid. We got grown ass people who still live like that, and 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 they're and they're adults who never grow up. So in theory, they're kids too. Hey, there's a there's a great portion of uh, people that you would consider an adult who never <laughs> grow up. You know, like what? me. No, that's not true. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I ain't never growing up. Anyway, it's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of rats, sorry. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Russell Wilson. I'm not calling him a rat. Don't don't get it twisted now. I don't call names. I'm not Trey Young. Trey Young called one of our broadcasters a hoe. But anyway, speaking of rats, somebody is ratting out Russell Wilson. You see, I didn't call him a rat, but somebody's ratting him out. What's the problem with Russell Wilson? Why is there a new article every other day crapping on this guy? Who did Russell Wilson crap on? And who do I need to talk to? Because I've had opinions about him as well. But now I think it's going a little too far. Or do I? We'll talk about Russell Wilson on the other side. No more rats and ooze. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, sir? I love the show, man. I wanted to say um, I've enjoyed your show forever, and I've gone through some tough times. Man, your show, I feel like you're my spirit radio personality. I just really enjoy you and I really appreciate it, and I thank you for your time. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. That's a lot to live up to. I'm just out here trying to make it too, damn. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. And right before we went to break, we were talking about the Ninja Turtles. Yes, you heard that correctly. Thank you to every person on Twitter and social media who decided to uh, message me about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I appreciate you. Putty Nam, Rodney Pinnock, who's this? uh, Tasha. Hi, Tasha. Yeah, Ninja Turtles. And so you talk about the Ninja Turtles, you talk about a rat. Somebody has been just ratting out Russell Wilson, it seems like, for the past couple of days. I think I I was off on Friday, and I believe there was an entire story over the weekend about Russell Wilson trying to get Pete Carroll 
fired. Tried to give him the boot before he was ultimately traded to Denver. Wow. That's one separate story. It's like, oh, Russell Wilson is the good guy all the time, right? He always says the right thing at the right time, the perfect guy, and he tried to get Pete Carroll fired. Russell Wilson just went on social media. He's just like, no, no, no. These guys were like my father figures. No, of course not. And then we get another report that comes out today, a separate report, a separate article from The Athletic. And it basically says, not for his time in Seattle, but for his one sole season as of now, a garbage one, a terrible one, with the Denver Broncos, that Russell Wilson just had his own office, that he operated above the team. And, and we've heard this already. A matter of fact, we, we've heard inklings about Russell Wilson just, just trying to see if Pete Carroll can move on. And so what exactly are we doubling up here except for we're getting extended articles that are just crapping on Russell Wilson? Is he, is he treating other people like garbage? Maybe. I don't know. But I know this much. We said this last year. Sean Payton said this last. Well, gee, he just got the job. He said nobody's going to be treated different here. Russell Wilson had an office. It was only used for football. Russell Wilson did have his own trainer and, and recovery person and he had he had his own people there and he had his own office away from the locker room and by the way I've been to the Denver Broncos facility I was just there at the Broncos facility not too long after he was hired hanging out with my main man Dalton Reisner and my friend Hannah Atkinson at Special Olympics hello Hannah what's up Dalton and so the Broncos facility is a, it's a nice place. And I can't imagine being on the locker room level where all of the players are. And then the quarterback is upstairs with the coaches, with the staff. What? Nathaniel Hackett was garbage from day one. You can't have a separation between the players, even the star quarterback, we know star players get treated differently. And it was reported that Russell Wilson, uh, he had an open-door policy if you, you wanted to come study and learn. And he had motivational phrases on the walls and, and football ideas. That's, that's good and great, but do it in the locker room. And it's I don't care if some of his teammates didn't have a problem with it or – you don't do that. Be a man of the people. This isn't the first time we've heard this about Russell Wilson. It's been said out with Seattle that he's a little bit of a of a teacher's pet, that he would get preferential treatment. And here Russell Wilson is at 34 years old. It's, it's even crazy to think about he's 34. I remember this dude running around with the wolf pack. Wisconsin, and now he's 34 years old. He's making almost $250 million, and it's like uh, it's like he's showing a little bit of wear. Like it's uh, the outside is starting to, to turn colors a little bit. 
It's like a, a fake piece of jewelry. Maybe that's what Russell Wilson is. He's a fake piece of jewelry, right? It's shiny at the first time, and then it, it touches some water, and it's out for a little while. It starts to oxidize and looks like crap. It starts to rust. Russell Wilson started to rub me the wrong way when it was these, these uh, passive-aggressive trade demands from his agent. Well, Russell Wilson, uh, he wants to He'd be interested in going to these teams if he's traded, but he didn't ask for a trade. I didn't ask for a trade, but those are the teams that, yeah, if I were to be, yeah, no, I didn't ask for a trade, though. Like, stop it. I've met Russell Wilson a few times. I think he's an he's a okay guy. He's a good dude. I think he's just, just overly, overly, overly calculated about everything in public because he wants to be seen as the the super duper guy and good this has nothing to do with him and i know some people every now and then they get mad at me this don't have nothing to do with him as a father as a husband hell no god bless him and what he does at home when it comes to his profession i've seen him in public it's like damn bro do you need 20 publicists surrounding you i get it you're hollywood now do you need 20 publicists around in you? Do you need to ask the publicist to use the restroom? Do you need to ask the publicist to, to talk to me? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I'm not surprised at anything I hear because I've seen it with my own eyes multiple occasions. I've seen his teammates talk about him the same way. And people like him. He's a good dude. It's just like you're doing too much. Everything sounds canned and computer programmed. Like, who's the real Russell Wilson? Is he the guy that needs to have his own own staff away from the team? Isn't that doesn't that separate himself from the team concept? Does every time he he, he talks, he has to sound like he's he's reading off of a script? I mean, at the end of the year, here here's one for example. Russell Wilson, and we know they ain't scoring no damn points. The Broncos lost 10-9 to against the Ravens. And then Russell Wilson gave one of these speeches that I guess I could play after every game. Take a listen to this. The, the part about winning is, is that, especially in the National Football League, is that it's going to come down to a possession or two. Almost every game, you know, from my experience, these uh, it comes down to these one, one or two possessions. Maybe the last one, whatever it may be, offensively, defensively, special teams, whatever, whatever it is. And that gap, that margin of error is so tight, and so clear, and so has to be so communicated so well. We all have to be on the same page all times. We all have to make that one play, that two plays, whatever, whatever it is. Each game's different, right? And as I always tell you guys, each game has a history of its own. And I think that um, what we're doing and what we're trying to you know, capture is that that moment, that one to two plays, those those drives, and, uh, and that's the journey we're on right now. And um, you know, I'm not going to give up, give in. I could play that after every loss, and it would be applicable. Like, come on, all it was missing was a oh shucks, gee golly, dosh darn it, we're going to be back and we're going to try our best next week because that's what we do. And he goes into his office, and I guess he trashes everybody privately and says, man, I wish they'd fire somebody. Like, there's a level 
of, of just being, well, he's, he's missing authenticity. Like, is, is Russell Wilson full of it, or does he get a bad rap? I believe the articles that we've seen over the past couple of days, over the past couple of weeks, it, it starts to feel like he's, he's being piled on right now. I believe that's too much. But I do believe it is 100% accurate that when this man speaks, he believes what he's saying. But I don't think we're, we're getting an honest and real version. What, what do I know? I don't think he's... I don't think he's all that genuine. I think he's he's overly manufactured. If Russell Wilson had more hair, I'd say, hey, man, let your hair down loose just a little bit. So I don't I don't I don't think he's being uh, given a bad rap. I, I think Russell Wilson has created it for himself. I'm sure he's sitting down with 15 publicists right now trying to figure it out. He made it. You made this bed. Coaches, teammates, and the public. Now at 34 years old, you got to deal with it. The phone lines are open. It's 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Do you think Russell Wilson is getting a bad rap? Do you think he deserves what's coming? Do you think he's a fraud? I'm not going to call him a fraud. I, I just don't think he's hes just being real and honest. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to get to Shep's thoughts on the other side. Marco, what, what do you believe about all this piling on of, of Russell at this point? You know, I, that part of it I don't like because I don't like when – People find ways to to add on when they've been just kind of waiting for it. And I think part of this is is the fact that I think Russell Wilson was always like this. Um, I think he was always kind of plastic. I think he was always kind of where it wasn't genuine, but they were winning, and he was playing well. So nobody could say anything because they're they're afraid to bash someone when they're, you know, what's the criticism if they're playing well and he's doing well, what are you criticizing? They were waiting for this. I think there were a lot of people that were waiting for him to slip. There were a lot of people that were waiting to see the team not do well and him not perform well, and they jumped at the chance. That, to me, is unfortunate because, to me, I don't like that part of it. Um, but, unfortunately, he brought a lot of this on himself simply because, you know, it's it's that kind of old adage of, you know, you meet the representative of the person and not the person. At some point, you're 34 years old. Can we know who you are? as opposed to the representative that you keep showing us because that part of it's not working. Yeah, we, we've heard these murmurs, and they haven't always been murmurs. We, we've heard this with with Seattle. Yeah. And it, well, it ain't no big shock now. Oh, he had his own office? Well, damn. Did Tom Brady have his own office? Did Belichick say, hey, man, you could room next door to me? Did Does LeBron have his own office at the Lakers facility? Like – what? See, here's the thing for me, JR. Like, I feel like because he's so wrapped up into the PR aspect of it, and you talked about representatives, I hate to say it, but when you do that and when you talk to them and you're looking for the right PR move, they're never telling you the the real. They're never talking to you like you're a real person because they're used to 
you know, manufacturing the the state the narrative. Yeah, like yeah. how do we word this? How do we get this to spin this? How do we? So no one, I feel like, in his inner circle. Now maybe I'm stepping out of bounds here, and I don't know his inner circle. I'll make that clear. I feel like no one is able to just sit down one on one and look at him, and he he's got to find somebody he trusts from a long time ago, probably, and looks at him and goes, Russ, what are we doing? You got to be the real Russell Wilson. What is all this other nonsense that we're doing? Do you want to play? Do you want to win? Like, or do you just want credit? Like, what exactly are we trying to achieve here? Do you have to be the MVP and the Super Bowl champion? Can it just be enough to be a a Super Bowl champion? Like, what exactly are you trying to accomplish? And why would you want to separate yourself from the people that you need to be able to accomplish these goals? Wow. You know, every, like somebody you need somebody that you could really truly talk to for that. Every everything is is so manufactured, and it's been that way with with Russell for so long. Uh, I'm sure tomorrow we'll get a story about how he saved eight babies from a burning building. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had his own office, but he was providing opportunity for others, and he spent 99 percent of the time in the locker room. Uh, you know. Everything is just carefully crafted. And there's a lot of people who do that. You know, I mean, a a lot of public figures do it. Mm -hmm. You want to represent who you are. You want to do it in a correct way where you can go ahead and and, and monetize. But it's just uh, a little too careful for a dude who's playing in a team sport. It's crazy. 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to take your phone calls on the other side. What are your thoughts on all this uh, Russell Wilson criticism? Is it justified? Is it over the top? I'm going to talk to you on the other side. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, you make my drive so much more enjoyable coming home from work late at night every day. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Well, there's a lot of folks listening to me right now. They they driving for some reason. Shout outs to everybody out there just trying to make things happen. Getting money. On the way to the money, leaving the money, trying to find money to get to. Do what you got to do. It's the JR Sport Reef Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's been a uh, busy week for an NFL quarterback who, who ain't even playing. There should be no reason he's in the news, but he is. And it seems like he's getting piled on right now. His name is Russell Wilson. The Athletic is just dropping stories left and right about Russell Wilson. A couple of days ago, he wanted uh, Pete Carroll fired. He's like, I don't want that man fired. He's like a father figure. And then today we get a, a separate note. Russell Wilson, uh, the athletic. We spoke to 15 players, coaches, and staffers while he was with the Broncos. He only been there for one year, one season, not even a full calendar year. The results, Nathaniel Hackett was too accommodating. To Russell Wilson gave him his own office separate from the rest of the team it was on a completely different floor it was on the floor with the coaches and the executives well, why does he need that he explained his reasons and why he needed it and he got it right 
part of the story to make it a little bit more interesting. The only time players would go up to that second floor was to be cut. But Russell Wilson had like an open door policy. I'm sure you know this by now. These headquarters have classrooms for the players. Why does he need an office to explain stuff to his teammates? Man, y'all got classrooms for this. Use it. Russell Wilson had too much influence. And we heard this from his time with the Seahawks that Russell Wilson was said to be a little bit separate from the team. Like how, how much how much smoke do you need to see before there's fire? I can tell you from what we've heard. I can tell you from personal experience. Everything is just very carefully crafted and and thoughtful, which is not wrong with that, but it's a team sport, man. Could you see this? And I get it. It's the pros. Would you teach this idea to your kid at the high school level? Would you teach this to your kid at the college level? A pro level? And yeah, everybody is created equally. Not everybody is treated equally. We know that. Star players get perks. They get treated different. You know, the Los Angeles Lakers aren't knocking on the door of Dennis Schroeder and going, hey, Dennis, what you, what you think we should do with Russ? We know where it starts and stops. It was somebody like LeBron. We get that. But this man ain't running into his own office every day. From a visual perspective, a camaraderie perspective, I mean, well, damn. He's going to have to have a great comeback season. All of these articles being thrown out all right now is is kind of crappy. But I believe there's some truth to this. And I don't think he is a fraud. I just think he needs to come to reality. Be a, be a, be a better teammate. Be more transparent. Be a man of the people and not just the man. 855-212-4CBS. What do you think about Russell Wilson? Criticism that he's receiving? Fair, unfair? Is he a fraud? Is he the, the greatest thing ever? What say you? Let's go ahead and hit these phone lines up. Al is here from Virginia. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. Good morning, JR. Um, just two quick points, maybe, um, for who's practiced and rehearsed. Um, I bet you can think of who I'm thinking of, um, J-Lo's ex-boyfriend. They say he may have been somewhat inauthentic at times. Well, why don't you say his name? Alex Rodriguez. Yes, sir. And, and uh, we, well, I don't think it's a matter of saying Alex Rodriguez has been inauthentic. Alex Rodriguez has admitted to lying about uh, quite a few things over the course of his public life and career, including using drugs. Right. Um, but I'm talking about rehearsed behavior. Uh, there were reports maybe that he studied um, best ways to shake hands and you know that, but uh, on a, but on a similar... I don't think there's. I don't think there's. I mean, there are. I think there are larger examples of Alex Rodriguez being inauthentic, uh, okay. lying, lying to a nationally audience, a national audience about his steroid use, uh, right. doubling down on it. I, I think we can go ahead and and, and also look at uh, photo shoots and and how he treated himself. Uh, we can look at Steve Phillips, who is now kind of changed the words and apologized when Alex Rodriguez was a free agent. 
there was a story going around that the New York Mets did not want Alex Rodriguez or 24 plus one. And so there's a lot out there about Alex Rodriguez being that type of guy. What are your thoughts on Russell Wilson? Oh, I was just pointing out the similarities, but you know, just one thing. Have, have you Barry Bonds? Didn't did you ever hear that he had um a separate area in the um locker room? No, no, no. See, there is a difference uh, between having a separate space and a locker room. Most star players might use a corner locker. They might use two or three lockers. I'm well, in Jordan. Pro- Jordan had his own. Did you, you, you ever hear not that? Se- not, no, not separate from a, a locker room. Paul, Al, let me tell you something. Please take yes, it from sir. someone. Please take it from someone who has been in many locker rooms, has been in equipment rooms, has taken many tours through buildings and stadiums, arenas, when there's not media in there. Because I don't go. Thank you, Al, for calling from Virginia. I don't want to go in a locker room because I don't want to talk to the players after or before the game. I could care less than looking for a story. Everybody's getting the same damn story anyway. No, thank you. These dudes have separate spaces, correct? Yes. I can have a space that I can carve out around the corner. I can have three lockers. I ain't never heard something about somebody having a damn office on a separate floor in a practice facility. What are we talking about? Thank God Russell Wilson isn't to the extreme of Alex Rodriguez. And I saw Alex Rodriguez and Barry Bonds sitting down watching a basketball game yesterday. I'm sure they had an amazing conversation. Nicole is here from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Nicole. Good uh, morning, JR. I want to say that, you know, two things are for certain. Uh, One is Russell Wilson has always been diplomatic. He's always had a certain business etiquette that he displays whenever he's discussing the game, um, a loss, a win, whatever. This is not new. This is something that has always been a Russell Wilson trait. So to come out, you know, these people who come out and say, you know, well, well, he's, you know, he can't really be that way. I mean, it just seems too manufactured. Well, it isn't manufactured. What it is is classic Russell Wilson. It's who he is. Accept it. I mean, honestly, if folks would just respect people's rights to convey their messages the way they want to, which is what he does, this is who he is. He has never wavered. He's never done anything different than what he's doing today. Okay. He was this way when he was in Seattle. Well, he's going to be this way okay. tomorrow, Nicole, and it is just what break. it is. The well, other thing you. is, when they well, see I can't, him, can't, the I'll put you on pay- hold. We'll be back on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 